Hey, uh, how's it going? Bonnie Violet here. I'm a trans femme, genderqueer, spiritual drag artist, and digital chaplain. And in case you didn't know, I could really use your support. Engage, rate, subscribe, follow, comment, share this episode, book me to keynote, panel, guest, on your show, or officiate your wedding or memorial, in or out of drag, collaborate, join the team, be a guest, make a pitch, sponsor an episode, join my Patreon, send me a tip on Venmo or PayPal, just do something. Thank you so much for your continued support. Check out the links in the description. Hey y'all, how's it going? This is Bonnie Violet. I am a trans femme, genderqueer, spiritual drag artist, and digital chaplain. Um, and today is, it's Tuesday of Trans Day of Visibility Week. Um, and uh, I just wanted to take some time to, um, I, I just wanted to share something that I had written back on February 28th for a story story time for here in Boise. Um, it was my 44th birthday, and um, uh, we had us talk about touch. And a couple weeks ago, I um, posted the first half of the um, the story um, that I had written. And um, I can put that in the links of the description. Actually, it is in the link of the description if you want to check that out. But the first part was really um, about my experience with touch um, as a child and in my childhood and kind of in relation to childhood trauma. And I didn't really want to spend time on that today. I really wanted to talk about a, a different area, an area around touch in relation to my transition, which happens to be part two of this. And so, um, uh, so yeah, so if you do listen to the first part, just know that it is, um, you know, trigger warning, if you will, it does talk a little bit about uh, childhood trauma and that sort of thing. So I just wanted to put it out there. So Right now, I'm going to um, read part two of Touch, and um, this kind of works as as like a live opportunity. So folks, if you do come on and you have questions or you want to say anything, feel free to. But another aspect of it was just to put on the calendar a time to record um, and to share. So, um, so here it is. So part two, I'm sure you have heard that saying that you don't know what you don't know. I have come to believe this has been my experience with touch. It was at about seven weeks, I went in to get a blood draw to check my levels. I'm not still, I'm still not sure how I did it, but somehow I bumped my nipple and felt a very intense pain, a pain like I had never felt before I tried not to wince or make it obvious to the phlebotomist what had just happened. I remember thinking, dang girl, what did you do to your nipple? I couldn't recall what I had done to make it sore. When in, when in an instant, I realized it was the medicine. The medicine began to work. I couldn't hide the big smile that came to my face as I felt the gleeest one could glee, quite possibly my gleeest moment to date. I can't imagine a gleer glee but I'm here for it. You see, when I first started hormones, I wasn't so sure I wanted the physical changes. Intuitively, I had felt for some time that something was lacking within me. My body was malnourished, kind of like a vitamin deficiency, that there was a little more life within me, a part of me that was so needing to be fed, 
a thirst or a hunger, but not really something different, more like a weakness, a frailty or illness that needed a solve, medication for strengthening, for healing. I'd always known that I experienced much of my life in my head and that I was missing out on the experience of being in my body, to have an awareness of, to be present to, to connect to, to notice, and to feel my body, my touch. The medication causes your skin to change, not just on your face, but your entire body. The first time something felt different, I noticed in that brief moment of awe, a new tangible texture. <laughs> within and upon the tips of my fingers. When I shaved my legs for the first time, I felt a feeling, a new touch on my legs. And with the touch, a vision, a journey to recall, an opportunity to read my life story, the story that had been left behind, written like hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics, <laughs> marking on my, markings on my body. The ink, the scars, the soft spots, the blemishes, the bumps, the bends, and the clearing of. Kind of like an etch and sketch that you shake away the art, you shake the art away, except it only shakes away what needed to be edited. So the picture could be more clear. Being in this sacred body, being more connected to my body, to be present for the feeling within also comes with much pain to be felt with all the senses, with increased fear of violence, existing, presenting, and animating my body in all the ways that I was told I couldn't, developments and expressions that make it challenging for your body to be seen by another person, whether a close friend, a family member, a stranger or other relation, each bringing their own feeling their own potential to touch me. Prior to this transition, the embodiment into a higher, fuller, more integrated self, I shared my body with many to touch, with the any who wanted, who asked, and those who didn't. Now things are much different. I not only have a new physical experience of touch, but a new perspective, a widening of self, a hesitation, a mindfulness, a regard, an honor, along with the ability, the strength, the awareness to walk, to prance, to dance, and to touch. I haven't had a lot of experience with touch, but boy, I mean, girl, am I ready? And that was part two. Uh, part three is actually something I'm still working on. Um, I found myself when I was uh, at the story, story night, I had, um, you know, I, when I first started, it was this childhood trauma that then led to my transition, which really helped me live in my body and begin to have a more tangible experience with touch. And then the third part was just um, me having an excitement and a joy and an anticipation of the more that, I would begin to experience what would it be like to to um to be close to another person um 
in, in an intimate way, in a romantic way, or even just in different friendship ways, um, uh, getting new clothes and uh, forming new shapes on my body and just all these sorts of things that um, in a lot of ways I'm super, super excited for um, the anticipation. But I've also been just living in a lot of fear and being challenged of finding the right um, environments in which I can, um, you know, really be present to and for um, without fear of, you know, all the things that um, I'm sometimes afraid of, you know, and, and for me, you know, it's, you know, I'm just getting acclimated to my new home. And so I'm just going to leave it at that in the sense of that. Um, thank you for letting me share that. And if you have any questions or um, anything like that, feel free to reach out. Um, I probably will put the, maybe the words in the, the description, possibly, um, if you're interested. Um, and yeah, I've said I'm a lot, so I think it's time to go. But enjoy this trans day of visibility and all of the activities. I'm, I'm doing a few things this week, which again, you can kind of check out the links in the description. But tomorrow I'll be um, interviewing Amelia Blake, who is a drag, a trans drag artist from the Magic Valley here in Idaho, um, and talking with their experience with drag, um, being trans and their spirituality, and how, how the how they exist together, um, and 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 all that fun stuff. And then on Thursday morning, um, as part of our Splintered Grace series that happens every Thursday morning, I'll be in conversation with my aunt Tina who is a conservative Christian living in uh, Arizona. And um, we are gonna be sharing our experience with trans visibility. Um, we both grew up in Wendell, Idaho, which is a small town here in Idaho. And we're gonna share and reflect and kind of um, explore what our experience and exposure to transness has been throughout our lifetime, what we were told, maybe what we weren't told, what we used to think and what we think now and what does trans visibility mean to to each of us and how do we plan on you know um being a part of future visibility for trans community for the trans community on friday i'll be in conversation with fonda fonda cox aka eric dorsa as well as a therapist um and talking about um trans mental health and why it matters. And so that'll be taking place on Instagram Live at noon on Friday, the 31st. Um, and that's 12 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, the time that it is here in Boise, Idaho. Um, and so you're welcome to join that live for questions or to, to listen. And on Saturday, I will be working the door for a Trans Day of Visibility talent show um, at the Balcony Club. Uh, so I'm super excited to be a part of an all trans uh, produced and like the cast, everyone is trans or non-binary um, that are involved with the show. And so I'm super excited to, to be a part of it. Um, so working on my look, so I'll be sure to share that with you. And then on Sunday, I'm going to do a Say Something, um, which is a series that I used to do that I'm going to go ahead and bring back. And I'm just going to kind of talk about in summary what this week of Trans Day's Day of Visibility has been um, like, and just kind of share share something by saying something. Thank you so much. Um, and uh, yeah, take care. I love you all.
拜拜。great episode that was um do take some time and rate and review this episode or the podcast in general also please do reach out and let me know what you're thinking about the podcast what would you like to hear um guests you'd like to see on there are you interested in being involved in some way um please do reach out you know right now this is a one person show um and i kind of do this on my own but i am looking to really try to increase production and would love to bring on folks who are looking to 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 be editors or co-hosts or guests or in other way involved uh, sponsors in helping to make this podcast just so much more uh, sparkly and hopefully accessible to more and more people um, please do like seriously like reach out if you're interested you feel drawn to it um, this work can feel really isolating and alone sometimes and just having one other person with me in some form or fashion really means a lot. So um, thank you so much for listening to the podcast and supporting the work of a queer chaplain. Uh, take care and I love you all so dearly. Bye-bye. <laughs>